0: All right. Welcome back to Failure TV, everybody. Thanks for coming. Uh, today on my show, I've got a guest who is an international event and marketing dynamo. She's worked with some amazing luxury brands like Ralph Lauren, Gucci, and Vera Wang. And she is one of the co-founders of The Boss Box, which is a curated subscription box for today's entrepreneurial woman. Today on the show, I've got Hilary Gadsby. Hilary, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Cray.
0: Thank you very much for uh, being with me today. It's uh, great to have you on the show. Now, why don't you tell people a little bit about The Boss Box and kind of who's, who its target is and uh, why you guys kind of came up with this idea?
1: Sure. So The Boss Box is a quarterly subscription box and community for women in business. So a corporate go-getter or an entrepreneurial woman. So they could be an entrepreneur who has a side business and wants it to become a real business. Um, starting out entrepreneurs and then corporate women. So we give.
0: Oh, uh, well, looks like we got a little bit of technical difficulty here, uh, a little bit of stalled internet connection looks like uh, we'll give Hillary a moment here to see if we can uh, get her back on the line. Um, some fun stuff when you go live that doesn't always uh, work the way we want it to. Let's uh, see if we can get it back here. If not, we'll give it a quick pause and jump back in here as soon as we can. All right. Okay, folks, give me a quick minute here and we're gonna see if we can, oh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> there so looks am. like
0: we got her back again oh give me one minute okay <laughs> we got, kind of got cut off there um, why don't you continue on with uh, what the boss box is and what it contains there
1: oh boy we're losing we're losing connections everywhere today aren't we <laughs> um, so so the boss box is a quarterly subscription box for women in business so an entrepreneur or a corporate go-getter we provide the tools to thrive so from education to mindfulness wellness beauty and fashion uh for the young woman
0: that is an amazing box um i have talked about you with this uh, previously and i thought it was an absolutely amazing idea and i think a lot of women um, could really use this box um i've talked to numerous different people uh, not only in startups, but uh, just in general small businesses, um, working to get started and start things up. And I love that there's so many different groups out there helping women entrepreneurs get started because so many of them just don't know where to get started. Um, exactly. What kind of gave you the guy? What kind of gave you guys the idea to to start this up? Because you started this up with a couple other women, right?
1: I did exactly that. Actually, we all, um, when we started our own businesses, we had the same thing. It's like, what do you do? What are the things that you need to do to start a business? Um, from, you know, the educational side, which is the most important to, um, you know, to the fun items that we have in the box for women. But, um, we really started it to kind of a, as a mentorship, it's a give back at the same time as, provide those tools and an opportunity for women in business to showcase their own products. So that's why we started the Boss Box. And it's really a community and and subscription that you can, we'll do stuff on a monthly basis, but it's, it's really to, we'll be there every step of the way. And we do mentoring and coaching, et cetera, as well.
0: That's such an amazing thing for, for women to get involved in as well. Um, I know I volunteer with the uh, local women's shelter here in my area, and uh, I told them about the the Boss Box uh, and what they were doing, and it kind of fit uh, a program that they're starting up that's trying to help uh, women that come to the shelter get uh, get their own business started and help get, get back on their feet. So it's... Uh, really? Yeah. And I thought that was amazing that we were doing that locally here as well, um, uh, to be mm-hmm. able to... be able to do that kind of things now um, being an entrepreneur yourself um, what are some of the challenges that you've had on your own uh, being a woman and trying to start your own business and and get to this point that you have
1: a lot i mean just starting your own business is 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 tough in itself Um, you know not knowing what to do not having the resources when i started my business my first business in 2008 i had no idea what i was doing it was really sort of a fluke how i started it And, um, I came across all kinds of problems. I didn't know how to read a balance sheet. I didn't know how to do a profit and loss. I didn't know all of that stuff. And I had to figure out not only how to do that, but also to bring in the right people, the legal stuff, the accounting stuff, all that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's laborious and it's a lot of, a lot to do to really start a business. And, um, and even today there are still things that I don't know about that I need to learn, you know, especially when it comes to funding, we have we still have problems in funding. Only 2% of VC funds really give to women. And that's not a lot. It's really bad. And so we need to make sure that women ourselves, we understand how to get the funding, the, other, the types of funding. And that, that is the most, most difficult, I think, in business right now.
0: Yeah, um, I actually started my first, uh, well, my first online business uh, in 2008 as well. And the the learning experience was unbelievable for me, like um, being online, um, doing things like PCI compliance, which was a giant pain in the butt that took like a month right. just to be able to accept credit cards online. Um wow. obviously changed uh, quite a bit since then, but um, yeah. trying to find funding as well, I had a, a very difficult time. But... Um, again, talking to so many different entrepreneurs like I have in the past couple of years, um, women have a, a very difficult time trying to find financing that um, a lot of men seem to, to get pretty easily. Um, now, when you're starting a business and you're looking for that financing and, and you're not getting it, um, it, it can really put uh, a lot of weight on your shoulders. Um, you know, do you still want to do this? Can, can you still succeed doing this? Um were you kind of feeling like that at the at the time when you were starting up? Like, did you know if you were going to continue on or were you feeling like, can I do this?
1: No, I actually was very lucky. I started out with one client and it grew from there. So I was very, very lucky. Um, and I also believe in you don't absolutely have to get financing or funding right off the bat. You can bootstrap everything. And also the m- most important thing to do is start to build your strategic partners. So who are the people that will you know, have maybe your similar target market, but are not in the same business as you. So, you know, mine is an event marketing firm. So what, you know, what other companies could work for me? PR, um, you know, other types of firms that that are collaborative with me um, is the best way to go. So every strategic partner- partnership you build, they become your sales force.
0: Yeah. And the, uh, I think networking is is a huge thing that um, people don't get to, to do enough of or, don't do enough of. And I'll admit I'm a little bit um, terrible at that myself, uh, mainly because my own fears uh, of, again, failure, like Mm -hmm. even just introducing yourself to somebody can be very difficult if you're an introvert. And I was an introvert for many, many years. Most people find that difficult to believe about me now, but uh, it was. And. You know, to get to this point, I had to overcome that fear of failure and um, just that feeling in the pit of the stomach every time I go do something new is, am I, am I going to be able to do this? And, you know, it's it's gotten me a lot further than I ever thought I would get, <laughs> both in my career and in, in my personal life. So it's it's yeah. been wonderful to have. Um, can you tell me of a time, um, either at the beginning or when you were running your business, that you thought you might not make it? and you were able to pull through
1: (laughs) yeah that's kind of every day um i mean we just started the boss box and candidly it's you know it's a slow build it takes time to build a brand and so you know every day i'm like oh my gosh are we going to fail um you know the same thing with my my event and marketing business i i am the business so i have to go out and try to build clients at the same time as um as do the do the work for the clients and that is extremely difficult because we end up getting in a bottleneck so i feel like i i feel like i fail every day quite honestly um but i don't believe that failure there's anything wrong with failing because it's a it's a learning lesson so you know it's the school of hard knocks and you learn you learn something new every single day and if something goes wrong you learn how to fix it and you don't do it again
0: <laughs> that or you do it again once more for for good measure, just to make sure the first time didn't go this bad. <laughs> uh Trust I, I've me, I
1: have done that many times. <laughs> I've done it many times. I don't listen to myself and I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably not do that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And you know, um well there's a quote about that. What's the what's the definition of uh of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah. I, I think that would be a bigger failure for me than actually achieving nothing out of it, that to, to get the same result over and over, I think would be a, a big failure. Now, yeah. you had uh, said there that you, you kind of get into that mindset. What helps you when you get into that mindset of, are we going to succeed? What helps you kind of overcome that thought process uh, to keep moving on? Because I think that's um, one, one thing that keeps people back is their own thoughts of, how to get over that and not being able to get over that little hump there. And just wondering what, what kind of stuff that you do for that.
1: So so candidly, I am always afraid to fail. I really am. Um, I'm afraid that something's not going to work out and I'm still working on that. I'm still working on how to get over that fear and anxiety of something not working out. I'm really lucky that I have a lot of people who surround me um, who remind me of the mission of what I'm doing. And it's really to change the the way women do business and how they how they think and how you know the tools that they have to be able to succeed um, so I just remind myself and so do they uh, of what that mission is and to continue to you know forge forward
0: absolutely. And um, <clears throat> with the with the social media of today, I think you you brought up a good point. Um, with, with social media, can can help get people out there, but I think it also gives people more fear because again, uh, if if you're an introvert and you're trying to start a business, everyone's telling you you got to be social and you got to be on social networks and you gotta you gotta get out there. It's really hard to put yourself out there to the general public, knowing that well, there, there's a lot of trolls out there, and it's uh, true it's really difficult to, to deal with just general people but dealing with trolls online who are just out there specifically to make your life miserable can can kind of uh be difficult have you run into anything like that um with the stuff that you're doing do you run into many trolls a lot online
1: not really not me um i'm pretty sure my my co-founders do because they have a huge following both of them and um so i have a little less than a following i mean i'm always very cognizant of what I post on social media. Um, I want to be as authentic as I possibly can. So I don't really care if my social media is the same as, you know, there's not one color scheme and everything looks the same and very similar. I'm, I don't really care about that. I'm not here to build followers. I'm here to, I'm here to kind of provide content on, on who I am as a person. Um, one thing I will say is, is that I won't post myself like, Drinking alcohol or I won't post myself doing something ridiculous that that could affect me you know in my professional life you just have to be really careful what you post Um, in terms of people who are introverts and need to get on social media you don't necessarily have to get out there you don't necessarily have to put pictures out there you could become a thought leader in your space and start writing writing articles and then and, and post them on LinkedIn or post them on you know or a bitly link on Twitter You don't have to put your face out there yet until you're more comfortable.
0: Absolutely. And I like the fact that you brought up LinkedIn as well, because I don't think enough people, um, are using LinkedIn, uh, these days. It's a, it, it's a great place to go for, um, business connections, especially mm-hmm. and finding out more information about people in your, your, in your industry. And I think it can really help you, um, even starting a business to do research, like who, who else is in your space, uh, in your area, or who else could you reach out to, to possibly make those connections that that's also in your space. So that's, uh, yeah. A great win, especially since they've redone things. I I think it's gotten uh, quite (laughs) quite a bit better.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, I think another thing with um, social media as well is people's reactions um, to failure. Now, do you think um, somebody's reaction to a failure would um, not only from having a failure yourself but also how you would react to somebody else's failure do you think that perception changes um when it's online and more public than it is when it's in person and a smaller group of people that that know about it
1: i think it's a the for for one person for the person who has the failure i think it it's it's the same in both instances you feel you feel like a failure you feel like you've done you you didn't you didn't do what you could have. And, you know, it's amplified when it's public, you know, when you're a big public figure and you fail, it's amplified, but it's also, you become that, you become that inspiration to the next people who come along because you can say, all right, I failed, but I'm going to start over. And I'm going to, and I'm, I'm going to go after something different and I'm going to learn from this experience and move on. And, you know, my mom has always taught me every time you fall, you just get right back up. And I have done that so many times, I can't even count. So you just have to keep going, really.
0: Absolutely. And you brought up a couple of really good points there. Um, the, the whole getting up and uh, when you fall down again is, is a huge thing for me as well. Um, <clears throat> my, my thoughts on failure, um, I, I kind of look at it as a story. And I think of failure as a friend that I've had my entire life because as as you grow and as we grow as humans that fear of failure seems to grow within us cuz as a child you fall down you just get back up again like you you don't even care you just jump right back into it you don't even realize it's a failure or considered a failure but then you know you hit middle school and high school and all of a sudden something you wouldn't have cared about at all all of a sudden becomes that huge center point for you and everybody's perceptions have changed around it and then as you get older I think you start to get back to that stage of a child as that failure doesn't matter as much but I think Mm -hmm. we still really cling on to that Um, and going back to the sharing online and having that open Um, aspect of sharing that failure so openly. um, Absolutely. You get that little bit of blowback when you do fail from people. But I think a lot more people, you know, you're always going to have those trolls you are always going to have the naysayers, but I think there's a lot more people that respect that. And like you said, are inspired by that because every time I've seen somebody post about their failures online, they get such a like great feedback from people. Like, you know, and, and, they're always so open about it like you know next time you'll get them next time like I think it helps you overcome that so what do you think do you think it could be helpful to try and overcome your fear of posting publicly to post about your fears and failures
1: Absolutely I mean I think you have to like I said it's all about it's it's all about that that mentorship you know when you are doing something on a from, when you are a public figure and you are posting something publicly, you also, you become that mentor. You're giving back. You're like, this is what happened to me. This is what you don't do, so you don't. So this doesn't happen to you. And I think it's important for public figures to do that.
0: Yes, absolutely. And <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think um, with with public figures too. I think they're they they tend to be a lot more open about their failures because they. They've gotten to that point where they understand that uh, it can be a learning tool, whereas you know at the beginning it's it's definitely more of a failure. But um, I think it's kind of interesting on how we fear the failure when nobody in history has ever succeeded without failing. And some of the biggest names in the world have spoken very highly about failure. Um, One of my favorites is Michael Jordan. You know he. He's always talking about how many baskets he missed and how it made him work harder and try harder and, you know, work better with his teammates and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I don't think we see enough of that just in, in general education and in corporate environments, uh, encouraging failure outside of like the tech world. To tech, obviously, they're always fail fast, fail fast. But <laughs>
1: yeah. Everywhere
0: else seems very slow, especially yes. government.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
0: Where's one place that you would love to see more more of the tech mentality of of fail fast um, implemented? Where do you think it could do some good?
1: Everywhere, <laughs> in all businesses, <laughs> I think it's really important. I think um, learning learning from your failures is the best way to succeed.
0: Absolutely absolutely and like I said I've been I've been learning about those since I was a kid and falling out of trees taught me how to climb trees better okay don't go for those little ones that snap as soon as you, <laughs> you gotta yeah. learn from that yeah um, so let me ask you where do your standards of success come from because obviously you've worked hard um, to, to to build your own business and to, to work with others uh, connect to, to get where you are where, where did that mindset and that success come from for you? Like where, where, where did that develop?
1: So I you know, for me, I, I, I don't believe that success is monetary at all. Um, I feel that you can be successful in, in several different ways. Um, me, I would say that success to me is, is the people who surround you. Um, the connections that you make through time Uh, When I was 15, I was introduced to an incredible connection that helped me to understand the power of a connection and what it can do for you. Um, And I've been really lucky to build a very robust community around myself of people of both men and women who can help me succeed and I can help them succeed. So I feel like success is also you helping someone else succeed.
0: I couldn't agree more. That's I think that's why I love teaching so much, and you know, seeing people have like their aha moment, um, mm-hmm. it, it makes me feel so awesome. Like that, that's better than any payment I've ever received, uh, any paycheck, and I, I, I feel grateful that I get to to do that on a regular basis with people. Um, I've got all this what I used to think was useless information stuck in my head until I met all these small business and entrepreneur people that wanted all this information <laughs> so uh, allowed me to to share out um what when yeah. you started your your first business what um what was the turning point from you um to go from being an employee to being like you know what it, it's time uh i i gotta do my own thing
1: so i've never really been an employee for that long um when i was living in paris in london i was an employee Um, i'm a really bad employee (laughs) um i i I definitely if i work some for someone it has to be in a very like entrepreneurial environment um you know but um i actually started a gatsby affair my my marketing experiential marketing events business um in 2008 through i i was working as a freelancer building her business in a lot in los angeles and it ended up not working out. And the client that I was bringing in, we hadn't signed a contract yet. And he wanted to work with me. And so my business started because he was like, you're going to do this, whether you like it or not, you're going to be an entrepreneur. And that's how it started. So my business literally came together in a matter of three minutes after having this conversation. And then over the weekend, I created the brand. And it was just, it was a whirlwind. He was like, do a proposal for me. I don't care if it's $25 Twenty-five dollars less. Just do a proposal. So I did, and then we got hired. We they hired us for the one event, and then at the event itself, he said, "I want to do nine more."
0: Wow, wow, that's that's quite the quite the starting point for sure.
1: Yes, yes. So it was kind of haphazard <laughs> that I I fell into uh, into my first business.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, that's that, that's a great story actually. Um, <laughs> uh, to to have somebody believe in you enough to be like. Screw your boss. I'm, I I still want you to do this. Yeah, Uh, pretty
1: much. (laughs) much. That
0: that gives you enough boost to to be like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And And
1: I did. (laughs) Kick some butt. Yeah.
0: So you you kick some butt and then some, and you you continue to do so, which is amazing. And now you're helping other women kick butt, which is, uh, even better. Um.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the I, I'm really I'm really excited about this one subscriber that we have. Uh, she has this incredible brand called Art Botanica, and she does these beautiful um, like moss art. So she uses moss and she makes the most beautiful um, pieces of art that you can that are framed that you can put in your office or your home. And um, you know, I I had suggested to her she she I mentored her and. She, I had suggested a couple of things and she did them. And I'm really proud of her because her business has skyrocketed because of the advice that I gave her as, as her mentor. And it was just, I, she posted something on social media a couple of weeks ago and I just about screamed. I was like, Oh my God, she did it. And it was just like, it was incredible. I was so excited for her.
0: I need to like this more than once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: big heart around it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I get that too. Um, I used to teach HTML um, probably about uh, six or seven years ago now. And um, seeing where some of my students have gone, because, you know, you you end up on Facebook and friends and LinkedIn and stuff like that. And to watch their careers advance and to see them doing better based on stuff that I had got them interested in and and taught them, just that, like I said earlier, you, you, you just cannot beat that feeling with with anything.
1: Right? No, it's like you're, you're, it's like proud mama, proud papa, right? It's like, yeah. you did it, <laughs>
0: gold star. Exactly. But you know, you, you get to that failure point where it fails. And I think that's where, where most of the people have, have their trouble is they hit that failure point and don't know where to yeah. go next. And, yeah. you know, I, I always bring up the, the, the big names that, have the big numbers behind them, like James Dyson and, and Albert Einstein, because Einstein did about a thousand different variations of his light bulb before, or no, not Einstein, Edison.
1: Edison, <laughs> Edison yeah. did the
0: light bulb. And Dyson did like 3,400 of the vacuum before he released. Like most people give up after once or twice. So to yeah. know that people are doing it a thousand times, like I think that's what's helped me a couple of times too when I get to that point. And it's just like, I've tried this 20 times. Yeah, but you didn't do it a thousand times.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> let's go for another three, three hundred times. Let's see let's see what I can do. Here.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh,
0: <laughs> it's great. Um, now have have you ever helped somebody else overcome uh, a failure point? Um, where where they hit a hit a brick wall and weren't able to overcome any cool stories for that? You
1: know, I don't know if I've I've. I've really helped anybody with a failure point um, going back to going back to my, my subscriber. She, um, you know, she didn't really know where to go from where she was. And so I, I wouldn't necessarily describe that as a failure point. I would just say it was a, uh, we gave her a stepping stone to get somewhere else. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, the, there's a couple things that, that doing these interviews and talking to so many intra- entrepreneurs, I think, is the uh, I've come across a very com- big commonality, and that's that nobody considers a failure to be a failure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the the thing that people really need to to solidify in their minds is it's not a failure; it's it's a learning opportunity. Um, <clears throat> but still, um, what what would you consider to be a failure, like? to write to, to it off as a failure what what would you consider to be a failure
1: i would consider a failure losing um losing people who have um, been a significant part of your life and career because of something that you might have done not on purpose but um, i would consider that a failure that's
0: a that's a good one i haven't I haven't had anybody answer with that before. And, and I think that's great. Um, I My biggest failure is if I don't try. And that's, that's what helps me try so many things. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a job oh, about four years ago. And I had just launched another new thing I was trying out. I'm testing it out, see if it was going to work, see if it was going to be viable. And this girl said, how do you keep doing this? I would have... I'd be so terrified to, to even attempt this. I'm like, what makes you think I'm not terrified? And she's like, well, will you keep doing this. I'm like, and I am terrified every time I do it. <laughs> yeah, of if course. This, if if you don't try, you'll never succeed. If you don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. And right. being such an introvert back in the day, um, I think that hurt me earlier in, in life because I didn't try for things because, I was afraid people would say no, but the more people said no to me, the easier it got. And it just got me asking more and more ridiculous questions that I didn't think anybody would ever go for. And I found out that people will go for it. I've gotten so much stuff for free. I've gotten discounts. I've gotten help, mentorship, just for just for asking.
1: Yeah. I mean, I always believe that Every single no will will always end up in a yes later on.
0: Yeah. And a no doesn't necessarily mean a hard no. And I had an old boss tell me that. Um, If I can't remember the exact phrasing, but if I, it was something along the lines of if I tell you no, that doesn't mean no. It means go work on your pitch and bring it back to me later when you got something to show me. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if, if you get that, no, don't be discouraged. Just, what can I do to turn that no into a yes exactly. <laughs> and yeah if if you are having trouble, just go ask random strangers for things that you know the answer is going to be no for because then you're already prepared for that no and then you get over that that just little fear of 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 asking people i
1: think one of, one of the things that my my business partner has taught me is is that also you can't um you can't define yourself by your business at all. You can't define who you are and your value by your business. And I really like that because she's been very successful and, um, and she doesn't allow the emotion of any sort of failure get in the way because it doesn't define who she is as a person.
0: That's a really good one. And that's mm. <laughs> definitely one I have had to come to terms with as well. Um, I've definitely gotten better I,
1: by hiding in the ambitionista. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, you know, have to give her credit for that one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's it's it's. It's a great way to put it. And it's a, it's definitely a great way to think. Um, I definitely have thought I personally was a failure over some of the things that, that I've done. Um, I, I had a technical failure the other day and yeah, I took it for what it was. It was a technical failure, but I still had that tiny little part of me that's just nagging like, oh, the tech failed. So you failed. It's like, no, no I didn't. The, the The technology didn't work. I, like there was yeah. nothing I could have done. So it definitely <laughs> it definitely helps to to overcome when you when you think of it in in a different way. come at it yeah. from from a different angle
1: agreed <laughs>
0: now, how do we teach everybody else to be able to to do that awesomely
1: oh well that's that's another story that's an that's another hour <laughs> yeah
0: well, we we could definitely get into get into a few of them um, yeah. you know. Looking back over your career, what would be the uh, probably the the biggest was the biggest hurdle you've had to overcome in your your career uh, since starting your own business?
1: My value, under, and showing who I showing the value that I bring to the table, my what my company can bring. Um, that's been really difficult for me mm-hmm. um, because, like you, do still have that you know, that naysayer in the back of your mind saying you're not good enough and you can't have that, especially in a service based business. You have to just walk in there and own it and be like, I know my shit. Like you either take it or you or you don't. is really what you got to do because yeah. someone someone will take it, right? Someone will believe that you have the value.
0: Absolutely. And I, I learned that um, when, when I was doing freelancing as well. Um, dealing with clients can be Tough at times, and sometimes you do have to fire a client too. um, Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's your business, and, you know, you don't have to put up with crap either just because they're paying you. You can find other people that won't treat you like that that will pay you. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I actually found that um, I had this discussion with somebody uh, last week as well that. When I started raising my rates as a freelancer, I started getting better and better contracts and working with better and better people. So the less people are willing to pay, the more hassle they're going to be, the more they're going to be demanding and the more they're going to want. Whereas the more people are willing to pay, the more they let you do what they hired you to do, stay out of your way and just kind of let you get your job done.
1: Absolutely. I actually ended up doing that with a a client, a very high-end luxury of uh, a property, uh, by four seasons. And we, we did a, a big event for them. And I said, this is what our monthly retainer is. And he was like, okay, no problem. And that was it.
0: Yeah.
1: And I was just like, no way.
0: <laughs> right. You got that inner person, the inner child's just yeah. bouncing around,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, no,
0: yeah. How about this have have any of those events that you've put on especially for any of the the big luxury brands have any of them ever gone sideways and oh
1: god yeah what what happened
0: what did you do during that
1: so i had um it was actually last year i had this uh this really cool brand i was working with it was a uh it was a tech brand it was a beauty and wellness app and we had um the the first event that we did for them was a wasn't a consumer facing event. It was a for artists. So it was a recruitment of artists of like makeup artists, massage therapists, etc. to to be part of the app. Okay. And literally an hour before the event started, all the lights went out. Like oh no! Everything. So they had told us that there was like a certain um, there was a certain amount of like electricity, and we told them exactly what we were bringing in. And we had these major DJs come in to DJ the whole thing. And their equipment was so high powered that um, we needed an additional generator because the venue did not give us the correct amount of electricity that they had. So luckily we got the venue to pay. And we got we got it, you know, we got it done. But it was I was my my event was literally dark. Like when guests were showing up, I was like, "Shit!" <laughs> but we did it. We, we got it done and you have to remain so calm in events. You cannot let your clients see you sweat at all. You have to be like, I got this and you got to figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah. You sweat. I'll go take care of this.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, you at a lot of things you've seen me like take off my high heels and run with my bare feet, like really, really fast doing things like i'm in like a dress and bare feet and i'm like oh my god I've gotta get this done and it's like i don't know if you've ever seen the movie um the wedding planner and yep. there's a part where she's like running from like pew to pew you know and and trying to hide herself that's me it's like nobody can see you running nobody can see you panicking but you still do it
0: <laughs> yeah the the, the one that- Brings to mind running in the high heels is the Jurassic World. <laughs> She's yeah, running from the T Rex in high heels. I'm just like, yeah, now that's a power woman right there. You're running from a T Rex in high heels. There ain't nothing I could do to, to even come close to matching that. Yeah, but, you know, you know, it's one hell of an event that you're putting together, and it's gonna rock hard when the DJs crash the power
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's a good excuse when you go on stage. Sorry for the delays, guys. We just rocked too hard. We didn't have enough power for you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I think uh, didn't that happen at CES this year too? I think there, there was one of the big tech shows. I think where the power went out. Oh no. Yeah, and uh, I, I I read something about it. I, I wasn't there or anything, but that I can only imagine just. You know, you got like 300 vendors in, in an area waiting for lights and stuff. Yeah. That's, and, it's, uh, and,
1: it's, and it's tech and everybody needs power. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was in Las Vegas too. Like the city with so much power, you can see it from space.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Yeah. it's uh, It it can be a tough time, but you, you overcame, you won. Did you get any, what, what was the feedback from the, from the client at the, at the end there?
1: They loved
0: it and hired us to do
1: a second one. Yeah. See, so and paid not, us and paid us three times more.
0: So that was <laughs> see, that that's the, the best type of story because you hit the the utmost brick wall that you possibly could have hit for if it no power. And not only did you ever can't overcome that, but the they the hired you on for, for more after. So that's yeah. unbelievably amazing. <laughs> um, so I've got one more big question for you of, yeah, when you're working with people or when you're working no matter what you're doing if, if somebody was um, struggling to, to overcome right now and you were coming in to mentor them what, what would be uh, a piece of advice that you'd give them for that
1: I, I mean it might be cliche but do not give up um, that's that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give them is is not to give up um, and do ne- never be afraid to fail. I mean, this is Failure TV, and you really never should be afraid to fail, ever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we had our own little failure today. We had a little, little tech issue, which has happened a couple we did. Times, So yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep going. Don't uh, don't give up. And um, make your dreams a reality. Come on, people. Yeah. You, you can do this. We believe in you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you have to pivot. That's it.
0: Yeah. But don't think... Don't think of a pivot as a as a failure. It's just a change of direction. Exactly. Uh, there's there may be one destination, but there's many paths to get there.
1: Exactly. And
0: I think that's a, a perfect way uh, to end today. Hillary, thank you so very much for for coming on today. It was great having you. And thank you all for tuning in and watching. Um, As always, we'll see you again next month. And if you have any ideas for who you'd like to see on, uh, definitely reach out and uh, let me know. Have a great month, guys.